Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Chef's Meal, where we talk about whatever and never and everything else in between. Ready for some more content, some more videos, some photos, extra extravaganzas? You can now head on over to our Patreon account, Where the Goodies Lie. Patreon.com slash pork and wine will give you all the extra good bits that we don't even post anywhere else on social media except for Patreon.com. Head on over, subscribe. We would love to talk to you and just give you some extra feedback and extra, extra of everything. Just extra, extra of everything. <laughs> Again, patreon.com slash pork and wine. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, again, thank you for joining us today. We have a really cool uh, uh, guest special, uh, Zachary Smith from Mission for Health. What's up, Zach? Hey, KC. Thank you so much for having me on tonight. Man, say so really quickly. Um, where are you located? Uh, I am down in sunny Tampa, Florida. And Tampa, if you actually Florida. watched my video today, you would see the nice sunburn that I got from this past weekend. <laughs> <laughs> is it sunny day right now? Uh, actually, right now it's a little cloudy, but pretty much every yeah, other day it is. It's a little cloudy here too. I think we're expecting some rain for like the next I don't know four or five days or something. It's pretty. It's pretty sad. <laughs> yeah rain never <laughs> definitely doesn't make you too happy right no i mean i don't mind it it's good for sleeping but who sleeps yeah uh healthy people, <laughs> healthy people. <laughs> now zach if you don't mind uh tell us uh, about your podcast and why you started a podcast yeah so uh my podcast gives a health tip uh every weekday um and the premise is to be in about 60 seconds so that it can be quick easy to listen to, and you can get on with your day, but you're still fueling your mind every day. Um, the reason I started it is because I am a health coach, uh, so I've helped people hey. uh, yeah, not only uh, lose weight, but just gain back a lot of things in their life that they are missing, uh, whether that's energy or sleep or uh, help with their stress. Uh, so kind of overall, because we know health isn't just the way you eat or maybe mm -hmm. how you exercise, it's, it's pretty all-encompassing. Uh, so starting a podcast was something that not only helps me reach and help more people and add pe add value to people's lives, uh, but also helps me continue to learn. Yeah, I mean, it. I the whole premise of what I do is it starts with food, and I'm I'm more food specific because I'm in the industry. I I've been working at it for quite a while. But in your perspective, it's an entire, you know, uh, like embodiment of what you do from head to toe. Uh, from your waking up to your going to sleep, that's what your health is. Yes, for sure. I, I mean, diet is probably, yes, the biggest part of that that affects pr pretty much all, everything else in your life. Um, but mm -hmm. uh, once you start to get your diet in check, then you can start to optimize the other areas of your health as well um, and hopefully be leading towards uh, an optimal health. Yeah, no, no, I'm with you. Now, is this, uh, are you Florida native? Uh, no, I'm from Springfield, Ohio. I was a little, Ohio. Yeah, grew up on the farm. Uh, had animals growing up all of my life. Anywhere from a donkey to a duck, <laughs> a little bit of everything. <laughs> um, so enjoyed that. But I knew that Ohio is cold and rainy and not super pleasant. And my goal was always to go to college in Florida, so I made that happen. And that's where I got married, and am planning to stay for a long time. Got it. Now, is it always sunny weather in Florida? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, during yeah. the summer, you can expect for about two to three hours a day, it might be a thunderstorm. 
Um, but other than that, it is pretty much sunny all the time. Oh, wow. That must be the life. Is that why, <laughs> is that why people always go down to Florida to retire? Yes, for sure. You got to get that vitamin D, helps with the skin. <laughs> help, yeah, your body feels better uh, when you're warm, actually. I noticed that. I was a baseball player, uh, and I remember waking up in high school baseball. It's like 30 degrees in Ohio, and my body mm-hmm. would just hurt all the time. And I wake up down here and I'm like, all right, let's do it. Like, no matter what it is, I'm ready to go. Yeah, it, fe- it must feel nice that it's sunny all the time. Mm-hmm. But um, I wish I see a lot more sun, <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> now, uh, your main, is that what you went to college for? To be a, um, for health and fitness? Uh, no, actually, I majored in sports business. I thought ah. that I was going to want to uh, be in baseball analytics um, and mm-hmm. then kind of found out like, wait, all I'm going to be doing is sitting behind a computer screen, typing away and not talking to anybody and oh, wow. quickly found out that that was not what I was being called to do. Um, so I started playing a sport called disc golf. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Okay. Have you ever played? I am. I don't know. No. Okay. Well, it's it basically like frisbee golf. Isn't it like a frisbee thing? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of people call it frisbee golf, but we actually play with discs. Um, but I, I started playing that in college and then went into the Professional Disc Golf Association to do an internship um, before I graduated. And while I was there, I found out that there was a disc golf ministry. Um, so mm-hmm. I started working with them. Um, so I actually have two jobs. I'm a health coach and I work uh, as a full-time missionary. Uh, with that disc golf ministry, which is called Eagles Wings Disc Golf. Now, 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 my my interest is peaked. Now you say <laughs> disc golf. Yes. Now this this is I actually saw it the other day on TV. I'm like, what are they doing? Can you just briefly explain so everyone? Because I'm pretty sure no one has heard of this, or at least I mean I know it, <laughs> but maybe just kind of simply explain what it is. Yeah, for sure. So disc golf is actually the fastest growing sport in North America. Um, depending on who you ask, but most of the time that's a, a consensus. Uh, so, so if everybody knows what a frisbee looks like, um, take that down a little bit smaller, um, and it's a little bit mm-hmm. more dense. It actually weighs the same, um, but you basically play golf with these discs, and you have drivers, you have mid ranges, you have putters, and the purpose is to get from the tee box to the basket or the pin, just like in golf, mm-hmm. and to make it in the basket, which catches the disc in the fewest number of shots. Um, what's really great about disc golf and why it is growing very quickly um, and why I think it's a, a great sport to play is that mm-hmm. it is quicker than ball golf um, and is typically free to play. So anybody can go to the park, play disc golf in about an hour and a half, play all 18 holes, maybe two hours, um, and then not pay any money to play and move on. Um, kind of similar to my podcast, short and sweet, <laughs> still getting value, but moving on from it. <laughs> Gotcha. Now, just I'm, I'm trying to give our listeners a perspective. You're gonna take the uh, the frisbee and you're gonna literally chuck it towards the goal slash hole per se, right? Yes. So we deal in feet instead of yards um, because we're Got throwing it. discs instead of hitting a ball. Um, so mm. a normal hole is about let's say 300 feet, and that would be about a par three. Um, so for Mm. instance, you would just grab your driver, whichever one you think is going to, and it's a little bit different because you're not just throwing out in an open field. You're actually throwing Mm -hmm. through the trees. Um, like the fairways will have like trees in the middle of them. So you have to actually shape 
the shot to go around the trees versus in golf, you know, the fairway is wide open and you don't want to get off the fairway because it's rough Mm. Um, where we do have rough as well, but the fairways definitely have obstacles in the way. Um, So there's actually, if you were to Google it or find it on YouTube, there's a little bit of a run up you do um, instead of just standing Mm. still and throwing it typically. Um, and you can throw like a backhand shot or even like a forehand. So kind of a sidearm or like a normal backhand Frisbee shot. Wow. And there's a few that's different some, ways too, some, but those are the main ones. That's some intense Frisbee. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> Ever played Ultimate Frisbee? Now that we're in a Frisbee kind of yes. uh, uh, talk. Yes, I actually like Ultimate quite a bit. I uh, don't play very often. Um, but when I do, uh, when I play with other disc golfers, we can usually dominate the players because we'll just throw it farther than everybody else. Uh, so in college, so we fun. played intramurals, and I don't even think we lost a game. Yeah, it's so fun. I love I loved Ultimate Frisbee mm-hmm. back in college. Um, but we are talking about food. Let's get into food, yeah, if you don't do mind. It. Yeah. Now, in terms of what you do and how you go about your things, how, what kind of foods do you typically consume in a weekly or day-to-day basis to keep you what, or to give you what's needed for your body sustenance? Yeah. So I think one of the most important things is certainly um, what you're eating, but also how often you're eating. So one of the biggest things Mm. that I want to help people uh, realize and kind of just get into the structure of eating is having six meals per day. And the way we kind of like to describe that, um, if you think about like a campfire, you build a fire, Mm -hmm. you've got to put a little log on it every once in a while to keep that fire burning. And that's the same as our Mm -hmm. body's metabolism. The second you were to take like a big log and put it on that fire, out goes your fire. And that's very similar to our body. So if you're able to fuel your body throughout the day, it knows what to do. It knows how to burn the food Mm -hmm. that you're eating and, and making sure that as long as you're not like pigging out every meal, if you're having six smaller meals per day, uh, your body will just naturally burn fat. Um, and then you just mm-hmm. need to look at your total energy expenditure basically is something we, we look mm-hmm. at um, and then make sure that you're having the right calories to match up with that. Um, but we also want to be very balanced um, because we know it is not great to just go no carbs um, because your body needs carbs. Yeah. Um, it's not necessarily Absolutely great does. to go all fat, but your body does need some fat and it's not great to go without fat because your body needs it too. Um, so it's mm-hmm. just very balanced approach. Um, when we are getting people into structure, uh, we do use um, some meal replacements to help them stay in simplicity, um, but that's not always mm-hmm. the best way to do it. Uh, once you live in regular life, uh, maybe you use those, maybe you don't. Um, but as long as you're able to have protein and six small meals, um, you can pretty much stay at a healthy weight uh, for very long term um, and also be able to be very um not exercise focused, but be able to have great motion. Um, that's another part of the health yeah. that we want to have. It's not about going to the gym and working your your butt off for two hours, uh, but it's also very important to stay uh, moving throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Gym is overrated. That's, <laughs> that's all right. I got to say. <laughs> I agree. I do not. I spend maybe a maximum of 45 minutes, mm-hmm. maybe. That's it. On yeah, the gym. Because like, I don't, no, no, it's, it's, it's not that. What you call that? It's not the traditional method. Like I'll do twenty minutes just pure cardio, and then right as still my my heart's pumping, I will then do uh, the weights. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a constant kind of pressure. Let's say that way your your um your heart rate's still going. That's what I was trying to yeah. say. But 
when you say six meals a day, are we talking about three hour spans, six meals yeah, a day? Approximately or anywhere two from hour two to spans? three hours. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Now, I actually did this uh, repertoire per se when I was in college. I played college ball uh, basketball okay. and we would eat or rather our heaviest meal uh, to give us the, the most oomph uh, was in the morning. So our breakfast was uh, a lot of eggs, a lot of rice. Uh, to keep you to keep you kind of going because we're scrimming for like three hours on end in the morning, and then you break for lunch, and then like a, a, another quick break, and then you go and eat, and then another scrim a little yeah. later. So you need to be able to pace your meals in between so you have the energy to consume it. But I mean, I think I was putting down three to four thousand <laughs> calories. Though. Yeah, but you're also spending a lot more than a normal person too. Yeah, we're awesome, spending a but, lot. Uh, yeah, I, breakfast is so, so important. I mean, people, it's it said like breakfast is the most important meal of the day, but mm. like people still don't eat it. <laughs> and yeah. and when they do eat it, a lot of times it's a cereal or Pop-Tart and you're not getting really anything nutritionally valuable when you have those types mm-hmm. of foods. Um, so getting those eggs, like you mentioned, protein in the morning is really important. Yeah. Now- a little more food specific. Do you know how to cook? I do know how to cook and I enjoy cooking. Yeah. I would probably, my wife's probably going to listen to this, but I would probably definitely cook more than my wife. <laughs> and that's a, oh. that's a probably definitely, but yeah, I cook more than my wife. Okay. Now the most disgusting thing you've ever eaten. Ooh, the most disgusting thing. Yeah. We're talking oh, about Oh yeah. Gross. I mean, first thing comes what? to my mind, uh, child services don't go after my mom, but she told me she'd give me $5 if I ate a worm once. And you know what? I did it. <laughs> so you yeah, ate, a worm. ate a worm. I'd say that's definitely got to be that's the most uh, disgusting thing. Have you ever tried okra? Yes, I have. It's fine. Don't hate it. It's that <laughs> <laughs> I have really expanded my palate since I've become a health coach. And since I've went to college, uh-huh. um, it's pretty rare for me to, have something I don't like, um, or that I won't, Mm -hmm. not necessarily that I don't like, but something that I won't eat. Um, now obviously I'm not throwing in like beef liver and beef hearts every, every meal. Um, I would probably Uh try it, but I can't say that I would like it. No, those are, those are the off pieces. (laughs) We call that offal in our, in our restaurant, but those are actually normal cuisines everywhere else, except for here in the States. People think it's weird, Hmm. but it's actually not. Interesting. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like everywhere else, we'll use off the the off pieces, and that's part of your regular kind of consumption. Like, when was the last time you you saw in a restaurant? Oh, special beef tripe. <laughs> I can't say I've ever seen that. You know, what I mean, unless you go to like a bodega, because the Spanish people will always have tripe on hand on their stews, and it's amazing. But okra, just to come kind of come back to it, it's the only produce I cannot stand. I can't, I can't do it. Yeah, I definitely have not had it very many times, but I do remember having it once or twice and it was not, I didn't think it was too bad. It's the consistency of boogers. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Now, consistency does help, uh, not help, but does turn me off on certain things, Um, most namely mashed potatoes. I really struggle to eat mashed potatoes, which most people look at me and like, are you serious? Like, you just eat it. Like it's fine, yeah, but I don't know what it is. I think it started as a kid and now it's kind of just gotten in my head. Um, yeah. and, and mashed potatoes are a no go for me. The yeah, second yeah. thing, if I can go on with that, are mm-hmm, pierogies. 
Have you ever had pierogies? Oh, it's a of course. Croatian meal. Yeah. So I've had that one time and I am fairly confident that I got food poisoning from it. Um, oh, no. And don't really care to ever try them again. <laughs> no. It's not, it's probably, it's probably their fault, but you should try. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to throw pierogies. the person who cooked them under the bus, but. I think it may have been intentional. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> pierogies are um, not really a staple, but uh, there's a part here in New Jersey where we call them little Polish town, and it's just pierogies everywhere, and it's amazing. It's so good. It smells. It smells delicious. Can't get enough of it. But uh, the longest you have gone without food or drink. Uh, I did a 24-hour fast, so that would have been no food, but I definitely had water through that. Um, I don't know the longest I've went without drink, but definitely the 24-hour fast was my longest time without food. Yeah, that's not bad. I haven't tried the 24 hours. I've tried maybe 20, but I still had water too. But yeah, uh, we'll we'll touch on that in a second. Now, um, would you rather eat alone with strangers or friends and family? Oh, friends and family for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very. Have you very ever big done the? Um, have you ever done? I don't know if it's more regular here in the city or not, but there are a lot of places where you're sitting within inches of another person, and that's how you're having your meal, kind of with you know your friend or with your with your wife or your spouse. Have you ever done anything like that? Are you talking about just how? close packed restaurants can be. Yeah. 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 I mean, we definitely eaten at restaurants that are pretty tight. Um, a couple of the places we ate at in Japan on our honeymoon, uh, we went to Okinawa, Japan for that. Uh, I think some of those places were pretty small. Um, Mm -hmm. so we were like touching hips Mm -hmm. (laughs) while we're eating, but Hey, I love her and I'd rather be touching hips with her than anybody else. There you go. That's it. Now ever eaten anything weird? proteins produce anything exotic um well the worm definitely but (laughs) i do remember we were in the airport in minnesota and they it was a beef jerky place and they had ostrich jerky they had kangaroo jerky oh wow and gator jerky so they had a bunch of different ones and i think the kangaroo is probably the most exotic thing that i've eaten i've never had kangaroo how does it taste (laughs) It just tastes like beef jerky. There was nothing yeah. special about it. Uh, there was another, no gamey thing? Like there's no, no gaminess to it? One other thing was antelope. Uh, I very much enjoy antelope casserole. Mm-hmm. That was pretty good. Wow. I don't know if you consider that exotic or not. Uh, that's pretty exotic. Anything yeah. away from cow or sheep yeah. is exotic. You know, chicken, chicken is okay, but it's uh, anything away from those main three things are pretty much considered exotic. Now, right. have you ever been on a diet? Um, I mean, no, not, not a diet for myself to lose weight. I, I mean, our, our diets are, I guess, I guess, what do you mean by that? I'm assuming maybe for, um, for weight management purposes. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I would consider myself on a diet now because I'm eating structuredly and making sure that I'm getting my balanced food groups in and mm-hmm. wanting to maintain where I'm at with my weight. Um, so I guess I would consider that as a yeah. diet, but yeah, that's a diet uh, I mean, I have not went on a diet to purposely lose weight. No. Got it. Got it. Got it. Any allergies to foods? Nope. No allergies actually at all for me. Wow. 
welcome to the to the proud and a few. <laughs> yes, uh, I did have a reverse. Uh, I guess not an allergy to it, but I took Benadryl when I was little, and instead of putting me to sleep, it kept me awake for like forty eight hours. Oh, so an adverse effect on your <laughs> yes. body instead. <laughs> But I have found that Benadryl works on me now, so I don't know what the heck happened then. Oh, maybe maybe it's just uh, I don't know. I, I don't yeah. know how to explain that one. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Now, being in a restaurant, I I battle not really battle, but I, allergies are really really frequent. How do you feel about this gluten thing that's happening more so frequently than not? Yeah, I think it's like crazy that. America has pretty much created it. Um, uh-huh. Like there's a lot of people, and I'm not saying everyone, but I, there mm-hmm. are a lot of people that have celiac disease or a mm-hmm. gluten intolerance mm-hmm. that could go over to Europe right now and just chow down on as much pasta as they want and have no issue with it. Yeah. Um, so I just find it really interesting that like when you look at the the medical research, like celiac disease wasn't really a thing 150 years ago. Like it's just kind of come about in the last century um, that celiac has been a thing. And that's just like, it stinks to see that people are affected by something that we have created like that. And I know there's a lot of things out there that that can fit that mold. Um, But like the food was created to be good, but it was also not something that was well-researched. Now it's affected a lot of people. Yeah, now it's like a whole thing. But mm-hmm. do you feel that because it's more mainstream, people are actually avoiding those foods, thus making their bodies more intolerant to those items? So you're asking if they avoid it, if they are I think becoming that's how, more intolerant? Yeah, because if you think about it, if you're not eating one sort of food group for a, a predominantly a long time if you consume it again it will actually you you won't feel great because your body is like what is this yeah i would agree with you on that um yeah if you let's say you were to not eat any processed food which for a year which would be really impressive but let's say you did and there are people Mm -hmm. like that let's say you didn't eat a single piece of processed food for a year and then you started eating it again I would think, and this is not by a medical doctor or anything, I would think that probably wouldn't be great for you when you started eating again, just because you're right, your body was not used to that. It's not really natural overall. So um, yeah, I would think that you you might get sick from that. Mm-hmm. And uh, one other low key thing, did you know it's only 3% of the entire population in the world that is have or that has celiac disease? Right. Isn't that crazy? It is. It is seriously yeah. insane. <laughs> I wish I could show you pictures because uh, at the restaurant, I like to take pictures of insane allergies or insane intolerances or whatever I can't have. But I think the, the best one was uh, they were allergic to gluten, contact and ingestion, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, that's bullcrap. <laughs> um, they, wanted, they wanted the chicken sandwich, whatever it is, no bun. And then I was like, okay. So I, I sent it out. I was like, do me a favor. What are they drinking? They're like, they're drinking beer. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I was like, oh, yeah. okay. Allergic, are yeah, they? That's interesting. Yeah, I've heard a lot of stories of that actually from some other restaurant owners or uh, people that work in restaurants, like servers I typically hear it from. They're like, they are just so mean to me and yet they sit there and drink a beer. <laughs> <laughs> Most people actually don't know what gluten is, though. So 
to kind of to kind of stab at a topic really quickly when I when we have when we get first hires or new servers or new staff whenever I get um, anyone new I would train them to to mention or rather I will ask them do you know what gluten is and if they tell me anything other than a protein if they say it's bread or it's flour they're automatically wrong because you probably know this gluten can reside in anything it can be liquid form uh, it can be in a stock it can be most predominantly people know it as bread, but typically gluten is just two particles that make the dough sticky. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. That's what gluten is. And people with celiac disease, they cannot process that protein in their bodies um, and it makes them sick. And in high, in high volumes, it can actually kill mm-hmm. them, essentially. So that's what we like to train our staff uh, in telling, you know, that people are actually allergic to it. So, my uh, my servers would actually know when they approach at a table and they're like, oh, we're allergic to gluten. And they're having one of our fried food that has the sauce that has gluten in it. And they're like, well, you can't have it. Uh, the sauce has gluten. And my favorite response from the, the guests are, oh, it's okay. We've had it before. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's it's a mix of, I don't know. So it's, I just have to make sure that I don't kill anybody. So we treat everything really super carefully at the restaurant, but in my brain and I know it, they're probably lying. Yeah. And it stinks because that then hurts the people that actually do have celiac disease. Like I'm I'm good Mm. friends with somebody that does have it and he can't have those things because he will spend multiple days just pooping and (laughs) puking and it is not pleasant. And I feel for him. I mean, that is just awful to have that and coming in to, and he's very allergic to it. So coming into contact with it at all um, is not good. And then you have the people mm-hmm. where they just think that it's a health fat. Oh, I'm gluten intolerant where they are just then not even following their own, I guess, principle of, of a gluten intolerant diet. Yeah, totally with you. It's, it's a load of crap. That's, that's what I call it. So I often laugh every time mm-hmm. a ticket comes in. I'm like, oh, okay, sure, whatever they say. Now, how do you feel about organic or not? Um, so it depends. Uh, I don't know if you knew this, but when you go to the grocery, there are three different levels of organic foods. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of them can say uh, made with organic ingredients, and ingredients, and that just means 65% of the ingredients used is organic. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's one that says um, – Organic, and that just means 90% of whatever you're eating is organic. And mm. then there is USDA certified organic, and that's like the 98%-ish of uh, that is organic. Um, so it depends on what you're trying to do. If you're really trying to stay away from all pesticides and all of that, yes, I think it is worth um, trying to kind of rid yourself of those toxins. I think that mm-hmm. they weren't made to really be in our body. Um, but also to know, like you have to really pay attention and do your research of what you're buying, because a lot of times the marketers can just throw a label on there. And if you're not paying attention, you're not actually getting something that's organic. Correct. Well, wow, you're actually the first person that knew that. <laughs> well, that's why I, I, I try to help others. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I ask, I ask this to pretty much everyone that um, I interview because it's it's a hard because essentially they're not lying when they say those things on the packages, but it's just different levels mm-hmm. of that said 
you know, organic, USDA, et cetera. It's same exact thing with when we say prime cut or 2%. Right. You know, um, it has different grades and levels. So I applaud you for knowing what that is. Yeah. And like I said, I personally uh, tend to go for the more organic things, um, but I am not strictly like 100% organic by any means, mm. which is okay. very difficult to do in, in it is shopping difficult. in a regular grocery or even just going to like sprouts and things like it, it can be hard. Um, but I think it is overall better for you in the long run. Yeah. Now, I only got a couple more questions, but we, as we're nearing the, the end, it's going to be a little more interesting. Uh, favorite food, French and how toast. do you cook oh. it? Uh, French toast, actually. Um, and yeah. we just make it at home. Uh, do some eggs, some sugar, cinnamon, a little bit of milk, uh, salt, pepper, and mix that up. And dip the bread in it and fry it up. And I know that's not a typical response from a health coach, but that has been my favorite uh, food since I've been little. Now, does the bread matter to you at all? Uh, to me personally, and this would go against a lot of <laughs> French toast connoisseurs, <laughs> but I actually like the thinner bread. Um, call me crazy, but I kind of like it warmed up the second day after it's been made <laughs> for some oh, yeah. odd reason. Um, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I like it fresh, but I also really like it the next day. And the thinner so bread talking, seems, to, seems to be better for the second day. We're talking about like the Wonder Bread thin slice. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. You're going for the air puff instead of the brioche. <laughs> yeah. That's wow. right. <laughs> I know. Say, like, it's, uh, been a, it's been a little, it's just been a thing since I've been little. So I haven't really changed too much on it. Hey, I mean, to each their own, as That's I say right. it. If they like it that way, it's, it's fine. It's just like... If we get a well-done steak, I will always say why. But, I mean, they're paying the $52 that's costing (laughs) me to do it. So I don't care. At the end of the day, they eat what they want. I will give you the food that you want. But And that's by far my second favorite is a nice, good, medium-rare steak. There you go. Which is what I fixed up last night for Father's Day. Nice. Nice, nice. Now, one final question. And this is like my kicker. Let's say, right? Not too many people. Now, I call this the 95% chance you've never had it. But we'll, we'll take a stab at it. Have you ever eaten Spam? No. I have been offered it numerous times by my in-law's <laughs> grandpa, and I refuse to accept his offer. <laughs> yeah. Is it is it texture? Is it the smell? Is it taste? Is uh, it visual? Yeah, the visual, definitely. I mean, it's definitely not taste or anything like that because I just haven't had it. Um, got it, but, got it. um, just not something that's on my to-do list in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what it is? Uh, I actually don't know. It's processed end parts of the pork. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So the offal pieces, as they say, after you've already, you know, you've cut the bacon out, you've cut the shoulder out, any of those end pieces then further goes into a processing method where it congeals in itself and then cooked and then placed into that beautiful tin that I all know and love and then shipped pretty much everywhere. And it stays for like five years. <laughs> so are you a spam connoisseur? I am only because it's a Filipino thing, right? So it happened during the war, actually. Right. And that's why that's probably why your grandfather loved yeah, it. <laughs> exactly. And it was easy to pack. People, it was ready to eat no matter where you were. And you can go to war with it. And it will still be great. 
So in the Philippines, after the war, a whole bunch of these, um, I want to say cans, but a, a whole bunch of the product ended up in our shores. And it just kind of stuck with us because one, we are a pork nation. Filipinos are, they have a thing for pork. I, I don't know what to say about it. I I love it. Even my even my podcast name is Chef Salty Pork. Mm-hmm. I love pork. And so when spam kind of came about, we do you have uh do they have Jollibee there in uh, Florida? Do you know no. what that is? No, I don't. It's a Filipino restaurant. Uh, the most famous. It's it's a customarily the same as McDonald's kind of, but they serve uh, spam hamburgers, which is spam. Um, a little bit of mayo, two pieces of bread. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. it sounds great, doesn't hmm. it? Well, um, maybe I'm going to have to add it to my to-do list. <laughs> <laughs> I can yeah. confidently say it will not end up in my daily habits to eat spam, uh, but maybe I will have to give it a try the next time I get off. It. Maybe. I and mean, I'm just yeah. going to think of you when I do it. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's 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 a great product. I I'm not I'm not trying to tell you you should consume it, but if you should so see one, be like, oh man, you know what? Casey told me to partake in this. But here's here's what I'm going to tell you though: don't consume it um, just by itself. Fry the hell out of it, <laughs> and I mean fry it like on a pan. You don't need you don't need oil or anything because it has enough fat by itself. Just let it render out on that one side ever so slightly for five minutes and then flip it again. It should be like burnt to a crisp. Yeah. It will give you a better texture overall and it's uh, more palatable for people that don't uh, have never had it. All right. Sounds good. I'll give it a try sometime. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, it's in my bucket yeah. list. Thanks, kids. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> now... Zach, I, I just want to say thank you again for um, for coming on to the show. I understand the concept of time. I know you've given me 33 minutes of your time. I hope it was okay. I hope it was pretty good. Yeah, I had fun. I didn't think we'd be talking about spam, but hey, you never know what's going to happen on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it's my kicker because, you know, it's 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 it holds dear to me, that little piece of tin. Yeah, gotcha. Now, if you don't mind, can you just tell our listeners where they can get you and where they can find you or where they can hear you? Yeah. Uh, so you can listen to me on any podcast market that you've got. Uh, it's distributed by Anchor. So at all those podcast market, the major ones, um, Apple, uh, Google, uh, Stitcher, uh, at Mission for Health. Uh, that's the name of the podcast. And then you can also find me on Instagram at Daily Mission for Health and Facebook at Mission for Health. So kind of on the social media realm, uh, the Instagram is pretty new, so I could have some uh, people heading over there and helping me out would be nice, uh, but kind of trying to hit up all the media outlets and kind of, like I said, add value to people's lives a little bit every day. Got it. So it's a daily podcast per se, little pick-me-up, uh, nice and short bursts. Right. But again, thank you, Zach, for everything. I'll make sure to have Zach's credentials underneath below in the description. That way you can find all his good stuff. But it's this mission for health, the number four health, uh, and you can find all his good stuff. But other than that, ladies and gentlemen, Chef's Meal airs every Monday live in a restaurant with me and Sean. We talk about uh, our week in the restaurant and then Chef's Meal on Thursdays where people like Zach... Um, I, and I tell them to eat spam. Not <laughs> <laughs> <right>. really. Just... <laughs> Other than that, uh, folks, have a good night. Thank you. Bye.